0: the one ETF I'm going to hold for decades. Now, this was written by Katie Brockman from The Motley Fool, so let's get over go over it. So one of the most effective ways to make a lot of money in the stock market is to buy quality investments and hold them for the long term, which I agree. Finding those quality investments is, can sometimes be challenging though. Not all stocks are created equal, and choosing the wrong investments could wreak havoc on your savings. I also agree with this because here's the thing a lot of people end up falling along into the whole FOMO situation, like fear of missing out, which is potentially the whole Bitcoin situation as well. Now, I believe there's a long term value to Bitcoin. But I would never put the majority of my net worth into Bitcoin. That's something that you would put like less than 10% of your net worth into it. Just for like you could see some value in it in the future and you have a long term view on it. Right. But, you know, there's some people that go like 50% hard into cryptocurrency or there's, you know, 50% people go into like just a single stock like Tesla, which is pretty insane when you really think about it. So my portfolio is filled with a variety of exchange traded funds, which are ETFs. And while I believe all of them are good investments, there's one ETF in particular that I plan to hold for as long as I can. So choosing the right ETF There are seemingly endless options when choosing ETFs. Some funds are riskier than others though, so not all of them make for good long-term investments. So let's, you know, mention this a little bit, right? Because I actually pulled this up one time, but I pulled up two different ETFs one time in an, like a, in an episode, and both of these ETFs showed a track record of over 10 years having an annual return that averaged like, I think, 8 to 12%, which is pretty insane. But, I mean, it's basically the reason why I like ETFs personally and why this person also probably likes ETFs is because it's almost like a brain-dead kind of investment strategy, right? Like, if you're someone who prefers to, you know work, either create a business or do a side hustle or you just like to, you know, do what you're doing, like maybe you're a teacher, maybe you are working construction, maybe you are working sales, right? But for the most part, most of your day is not involved with paying attention to the stock market, right? And if that's you, if you're someone who's not really super focused on it, you might like listening to people talking about stocks, you might like listening to business news, but you're not necessarily doing the research necessary on each stock or company that might come up around that might be a good opportunity, then the best options for you are things like index funds, right? Because they cost very little money to get involved into, especially using like an app like Robinhood where you could buy partial shares, which by the way, if you go download that, down below and start investing with that, you could actually get a free stock worth, I think, potentially up to $500. So you can get started with investments and get started with investing in a very automated way where you don't necessarily have to think too much about it, right? Like the whole point of like ETFs and how they end up, like, you know, the great thing about them Is that pretty much you can pick like a couple ETFs and just continuously, consistently putting money all the time into it. And by the time that you end up retiring, or by the time that you actually might want to need that money, the account is probably going to be worth a few million dollars, right? If you're very consistent investing into ETFs, it would not be a stretch to actually retire a millionaire by simply investing into index funds, right? Especially index funds that basically trade the whole stock market or have like a track record of over 10 years, having a return over 6%, 8%, 10%, right? It just makes it very hands-off, very lazy way of investing. But for the general population, ETFs, Index funds specifically are probably one of the best ways to get involved into the stock market for the more hands-off investor, right? Now, if you're someone who's spending like 14, 18 hours a day looking at stocks, like if you're like a hedge fund manager, if you're someone who's like a stockbroker or those kinds of people, or like maybe you're a programmer and you basically are programming while, you know, studying stocks at the same time, maybe you're a researcher or a historian. All that kind of stuff like where you're like very data oriented and you have a lot of time available to you to get, you know, involved in like researching companies, and then that might be a little bit more interesting to potentially get more involved into individual stocks. But for the general population, this is pretty much the best way to get involved into investing into the stock market. So one ETF that is relatively safe and has still earned healthy long-term returns is the Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF, or the VTI. Now, this fund includes nearly 3,700 different stocks from large, mid-sized, and smaller companies in the U.S., and there are a few reasons why I intend to hold this ETF for decades. Now, this is what Katie Brockman says, right? Again, I'm going over what she wrote, but full disclosure... In my Roth IRA, I actually have the Vanguard Total Stock Market Mutual Fund in it. And I max it out, right? $6,000 max it out completely, right? So you could also do like different things as well, but. There's different ways to get involved into, like, you know, a total stock market ETF or index fund or all that kind of stuff, right? You could go the ETF route. You could go, like, with a Roth IRA and just, you know, fully load that thing. Because the whole point of this is to be very hands off, have it reinvest the dividends automatically. So it just continuously grows as large as it possibly can. Because here's the thing you want your investment to get to the point. Where it is so large that when you decide to, you know, in a sense retire, but basically financially retire, the dividends that are coming off of these investments are enough to pay for your living expenses. That's where you want to get to, right? Right. Because if you're able to get to that point where you might have, I don't know, maybe like $1 to $2 million in index funds that, you know, pay you a certain amount of, you know, dividend percentage. And you're making basically an average of like, I don't know, like between 2 to $4,000 per month. Again, this like varies obviously a lot depending on which index funds you have, where your investments are, and how much dividends you actually get. If you could end up having like a average United States income of like forty to $50,000 or more depending on how much money you actually got into your investments, that's pretty nice, right? Like it would be nice to get to the point where you could end up living whatever kind of lifestyle you want where you don't necessarily need to ever work for money to actually like live, but you have enough money to be like, okay, cool, you know, I can, you know get groceries, I could pay my utility bills. You know, Hopefully you have your house paid off as well or wherever your living situation is and just not really have to worry about anything. You only work at that point because you want to work, right? That's where I feel like everyone should get to or try to strive for is to get to the point where you're financially retired so that you are not forced to end up working but you are working because you want to work because you have a purpose and all that kind of stuff. So for one, it's more likely to recover from stock market crashes. So this ETF is designed to replicate the market as a whole. And although the stock market is always subject to volatility, it has an incredible track record. Despite experiencing many crashes over the years, it's recovered from every one of them. For example, a lot of people freaked out when, you know, during the whole 2020 fiasco, the stock market crashed heavily. But guess what? If you just held on and did not sell, and you had index funds, you'd be profiting a disgusting amount right now. And if you bought at the low with index funds, you'd be profiting a super disgusting amount right now. So when the stock market inevitably experiences another downturn, this ETF will likely see its price drop in the short term. However, it's almost guaranteed to bounce back over time. So another advantage of this fund is that it provides more diversification than many other ETFs. So other broad market funds like the S&P 500 ETFs only contain stocks from larger companies, even though mid-cap and small-cap stocks often outperform large-cap stocks. So VTI includes large, mid, and small cap stocks, which creates the best of both worlds. Not only are you limiting your risk by investing in large established companies, but you also have more potential for growth by investing in smaller corporations as well. And if I remember correctly, the Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF, basically to compare the two, right? So you have SPY, which is basically the top 500 corporations, S&P 500, Right compared to the Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF, right? If you were to compare the two, I believe, based off my memory, that the Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF actually provides a higher dividend at a lower price of basically their share, which is interesting because that means that you could basically heavily load up onto it and get a better dividend, but the annual returns are pretty similar between SPY and also the Vanguard total stock market ETF. So just keep that in mind. You should always do your own research on this. You should find funds that are right for you. If you're more interested in like getting into real estate without actually getting involved physically into real estate, you could focus on, you know, REITs, right? Which are real estate, you know, ETFs. Well, basically the way REIT is, is basically your Pretty much buying the stock of a company that focuses highly on real estate properties, right? Like you know, investment properties where like I think eighty to ninety-five percent of the profits have to go for the go to the uh, stockholders, the shareholders. So that's basically how that kind of works in a rough, rough sense. But you can basically pick whichever industry you want and stick like an index fund on it. So you don't, so you don't have to necessarily physically have to buy different stocks to try to build up a diverse portfolio on your own you could just buy ETFs in certain different fields and just gradually grow your uh, position over time on a consistent basis so can you get rich with VTI by holding this ETF for the long term it's possible to make a lot of money and so I screenshotted this uh, chart that this person put which I thought was pretty cool So, since its inception in 2001, this fund has earned an average rate of return of around 8% per year. So, say you're investing a healthy $300 per month in this fund while earning an 8% annual return, here's roughly how much you'd have saved over time. So, let's read the chart. So, the number of years and the total savings. So, five years would be $21,000 of total savings, 10 years would be $52,000 of total savings. 20 years would be $165,000 of total savings. 30 years would be $408,000 of total savings. And 40 years would be $933,000 of total savings. Now, the thing to really understand about this is that this is why it is always better to get started earlier with investing, right? Which is why... For the most part, like, maxing out your, like, Roth IRA per year, which, you know, is basically tax-free growth, would just help boost this tremendously, right? Because imagine if, you know, after 40 years, you could literally have basically a million dollars tax-free coming out, right? Like, that would be amazing. This is why you also want to do 401ks. This is why you also just want to do this on yourself, you know, without Roth or 401 k, just in like a normal stock brokerage account like a Robinhood, which again, you can go sign up below and check that out. Like you want to get started as soon as possible. Now, first, you obviously want to get rid of any debt that you actually have. Once you get rid of any debt you, you have, I would just fill up your investments as much as possible because... You want to get to the point where your money is growing at an exponential rate using compound interest and all that kind of stuff, using drips, which is just dividend reinvestment plans. like You want to continuously grow your money, and you want your money to continuously make more money, which in turn makes more money, which in turn makes more money, right? You want to get to the point where you have so much money that that money is basically having money babies that are basically going and creating like multiple generations in the future Keep in mind too that this ETF is a hands-off type of investment you never need to worry about picking stocks or deciding whether it's time to sell now here's the thing me personally right for those that are listening, the reason why I like ETFs so much is not just because it's a very conservative investment, very safe investment, and you have basically you can pretty much guarantee. Now you can't like one hundred percent guarantee, but you can pretty much like be safe to say like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna over time have a nice return. The reason why I like index funds like ETFs and all this kind of stuff so much is because personally. I am super indecisive, right? And then when you have a stock market where you have thousands upon thousands of stocks that are available to you, you're like, you're going to get, well, at least for me, being an indecisive person, you're going to get so bombarded with so many different types of like investment opportunities. You're like, oh no, which one should I pick? Should I pick that one? And then you get to the point where you're like, I don't even know what to do. So like the money just ends up sitting there, not doing anything, not getting compound interest. Right? Or you might end up saying, like, screw it, and you just like yellow it on like some crazy thing like Dogecoin. But no. If you're someone who is pretty indecisive and having so many different options kind of messes with you, if you basically whittle it down to index funds, and as long as it basically has a large selection of index funds that have a track record of, 10 plus years of having a decent annual return and you just consistently invest into that, is so much better for you on your mind because you're not stressing about, oh no, like which stock do I, I need to buy? Oh, I need to do research on this stock. Oh, I don't know about this company. They have so much debt on their books. I don't know if this is a good idea. Oh no, this, this company has gotten like so crazy political that it's like, like, what are you even doing, right? So that's why having... Investments like ETFs and index funds and stuff just makes it so much easier, so much more lazy, so much more laid back, which honestly, for someone who wants to feel less stressed out about investing, index fund investing with ETFs or mutual funds are a great option. It just like lifts a whole hoop of weight off your shoulders. Now, it gets rid of a lot of stress. So all you have to do is invest consistently and then sit back and let the fund do all the work for you. And the cool thing about these things too, like I don't even really check my accounts that often. I just like consistently do it and then I just like log into it like, you know, once every couple of weeks or something just to see like, oh yeah, you know, everything looks fine and just keep on putting more money into it, right? It's just super hands off. I don't really get a think about it and I know that over time it's just going to be good, Right? So it's just so hands-off that it's so hard not to recommend this to people because if you're someone who just wants to like focus on other things, ETFs, and index funds are just so much better. Now, there are countless ETFs out there, and many of them are solid investments. But this ETF in particular has a long list of advantages that makes it hard to beat. So, for those reasons, I plan to continue investing in this fund for as long as possible, like the person says. Feel free to become a member, support this kind of like financial commentary in the description of this episode. Check out 40inbox.com to master your money, personal finance lessons, personal finance courses. Contact us with your personal finance question or story, and we'll turn it into a personal finance story on 40inbox.com podcast. And yeah, we'll see you in uh, future episodes. Feel free to give your thoughts as to index funds or if you're someone who prefers index funds or, you know, individual stocks or cryptocurrency. To me, if you want a hands-off investment where you don't want to spend the time or the energy to do research on individual investments, an index fund is just so much better for you mentally and just goal-oriented that you should just really just go do that. By the way, feel free to check out our Instagram at 40 unbox and feel free to tell us your stories there.